Hello again. This is Donald Helm here, and uh, this is the 97th edition of the Hotbox. If you haven't, uh, I strongly suggest you sort through our back catalogue because there's loads and loads of incredible music, ignoring the uh, old presenter who rambles on about the music, but the music itself is fantastic, and you'll find them all lined up here on the Jazz Ireland website. Well, spurred on by a certain amount of appreciation that we got for the 96th hotbox in which we all went over to California to revel in a concert series that was known as the Maybach Recitals, we thought we'd, as it were, complete that exercise and return to Maybach for the 97th edition and wallow in some superlative solo piano recitals. In case you didn't catch the 96, I'll reprise the details along the way, but for now, let's get down to business. This is the Japanese pianist Toshiko Akiyoshi from her 1994 concert. This is how she opened her account. It's her own composition. It's called The Village. Thank you. 
Toshiko Akiyoshi there with her composition The Village. Uh, that was the opener for her concert, the 36th in the 42 concert series from the Maybeck Recital Hall in Berkeley in California. Powerful stuff and, I might add, quite an athletic performance. That left hand just continually repeating the riff. Incredible. Well, I guess most people would think of her as the co-leader of that big orchestra known as the Toshiko Akiyoshi Lu Tobakin Big Band, uh, Tobakin uh, being the saxophonist and also being her husband. Um, her music was celebrated, actually, last year in a special concert at the Lincoln Center in New York. She's ethnically Japanese, but born in Manchuria in China. And she lived, she's lived in the US since, I think, the early 1950s. I'm pleased to say... She is still with us. She's now 93 years of age, an important musician and, as you just heard, a powerhouse piano player. And the next pianist, he doesn't hail from Japan, he hails from New Zealand. Have a nice welcome for Mr. Alan Broadbent.
two uh, shortish pieces there back to back from Alan Broadbent's 1991 concert. I hear a rhapsody first and then you've changed the nice ballad. And you and I, uh, we probably know Alan Broadbent best for being the musical director for Diana Krall. Whenever she uses um, any aggregation larger than her regular quartets and trios, you probably know, as I do, the Live in Paris recording, which has become quite a classic. He's uh, Broadbent is 75 now, so you can work out that he was a relative youngster in 1991, I think. 43, am I calculating right? He he got an amazing start um, from his native Auckland in New Zealand. He won a scholarship to the Berklee College of Music when he was just 19. And he's now Professor of Jazz Studies at uh, New York University. He's worked with a, a very big array of uh, artists, both inside and outside the jazz world. Paul McCartney being one of them, uh, Diana Crowley already mentioned, Andrea Bocelli, Stan Getz, Michael Feinstein, Michael Bublé, and indeed Pat Metheny. I could go on, but you get the idea anyway. So let's go to um, another extraordinary pianist, although there's a fair chance you haven't heard of him or know much about him. I certainly don't really. I'm hoping this next piece will be a very pleasant new experience for you. Provided by the mastery of Don Friedman. His parents uh, were immigrants to the USA from Lithuania and Germany, and he was born in San Francisco in 1935. His credentials as a post-bebop uh, player included Chet Baker, and Eric Dolphy and Ornette Coleman, to name just three. And if you've uh, ever heard Clark Terry's big band, you may have heard Friedman because he was the regular house pianist for that band. They say that his greatest influence is probably Bud Powell. So I just think he was marvellous.
Yeah, in your own sweet way, played by Don Friedman. All eight minutes of Dave Brubeck's composition, as I said, in your own sweet way. Uh, that was from the Maybeck Concert Hall series 1993, number number 33 in the series. Um, as perhaps illustrated already, the pianists featured uh, in the series came from a variety of places musically and maybe in, in this so far in the second hot box devoted to this subject, there's been a bit of a degree of homogeneity. Well, this one is a bit different. He built his recital around an amazing 19 minutes built on three songs from Porgy and Bess. Um, we'll just take uh, one section of that. His name is George Cables, marvellous player. <laughs> Thank you. 
No applause there because he was going on to the next part of his uh, little rhapsody on Porgy and Bess, George Gershwin's great opera, of course. Bess, you is my woman now. Uh, You may know Cables uh, from the fact that he's one of the uh, founding members of the current band, The Cookers, along with Eddie Henderson, Cecil McBee, Donald Harrison and Billy Hart. And he has a current trio uh, with Victor Lewis on the drums and Essiot Essiot on the bass. Well, over the years, he's played and recorded with many of the greats, indeed. Art Blakey, to bring up one. Most people played with Art Blakey, didn't they? Freddie Hubbard, uh, to name just two. Um, so, as we go uh, on in this gold mine of piano playing, Jerry Wiggins, we're going to now. He was uh, early in the series, Volume 8. You'll become aware at once of the precision and clarity of his playing. Again, a playlist of standards mostly, but rendered with, um, for me anyway, a remarkably distinctive sound. Quite something when you consider all the recordings were in the same room with the same piano. So here we go then, Jerry Wiggins.
Maybach Blues is the title of that one, a little blues composed by Jerry Wiggins for the occasion. Um, I guess he's not exactly a household name, Jerry Wiggins, uh, sometimes called The Wig, but he was always uh, very much revered by his fellow pianists. Um, listening uh, to that, you can certainly see why. He, d- he died back in 2008, but his career started when he was just a teenager and his associations were right from then pretty amazing Louis Armstrong being the first one Benny Carter and then uh, long periods as accompanists for the likes of Lena Horne and Eartha Kitt we're also going back in time for our next Maybeck concert this one featured Ellis Larkins now I confess I knew very little about him uh, since his reputation was built largely on being an accompanist um, to the likes of Ella Fitzgerald and Helen Humes and Mildred Bailey So what I have to say really relies heavily on Wikipedia, which tells me that his very first recording, uh, which was also a solo piano outing recorded in 1952, strangely, exactly 40 years before the Maybach recital, which, if Wikipedia is right, was also his last um, recording as a leader. Uh, In many ways, it's my favourite of all the 42 recitals uh, at Maybach, as there's a kind of... Uh, serenity about it that makes the listener somehow uh, intensify the listening experience. Uh, in the intervening years between those uh, the two two um, solo gigs he played and recorded um, with traditional trumpet player Ruby Braff quite a lot, as well as some sessions with Sonny Stitt. But he's here alone uh, with that big Yamaha grand piano, and in memory of his work with Ella, he's playing Lady Be Good. <laughs> Thank you. 
Ellis Larkins there, and from that's from volume 22 of the Maybeck Recital Series, his interpretation of George Gershwin's Lady Be Good, which, of course, he recorded with Ella Fitzgerald way back. I hope you liked his playing as much as I did, because I'm going to indulge myself with another sparkling piece from him. Blue Skies.
Ellis Larkins there with uh, Things Ain't What They Used To Be. Well, we're getting to the end, so we'll close out with a number from volume 25 of the Maybeck Recital Series. And this one comes from the great Cedar Walton. Now, anyone who is uh, steeped in the post-bop, hard-bop music of the 1960s onwards uh, will certainly have come across Cedar Walton, often in the company of Billy Higgins, or of Hank Mobley, or Freddie Hubbard, or Bobby Hutchison, and particularly Art Blakey. He was a jazz messenger for almost 15 years. His recorded output is also astonishing, both as a leader, but also um, maybe as the most in-demand sideman of the era. He recorded at Maybeck in 1993, volume 25 of the series, as I said, and his selection of songs, as you might imagine, is as diverse as his widespread career would suggest. I've chosen to play, um, play us out with one of his own compositions, in fact. It's called Bremond's Blues. I hope you enjoy it, and I also hope you've enjoyed the whole series, um, which has been in two hot boxes, uh, 96 and 97, both of which have featured, of course, an amazing array of uh, pianists in the Maybeck Recital Hall. If you have been, thanks for listening.